Unity, as I stated before, is to bring together for a common purpose. But to come together for a common purpose, we first must be different. The ability to combine different talents, different backgrounds, different points of view, different skill sets, and different income levels to focus on a common goal that is mutually beneficial for everyone involved. That is the challenge. To think beyond just trying to make sure everyone feels the same way about the scriptures, but to raise them to new heights when it comes to their spirituality, their moral code, their character, their ethics, and how they conduct business inside and outside of the church. Hello everybody, I am A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. The host of financial advisors say the darndest things in my mom's favorite Christian financial advisor. At our firm, we help tithing Christians become rich and righteous by creating financial plans and gifting strategies that will make God proud. Because at our firm, we believe your faith and your finances don't have to be separate. So if you love everything God and money, like we do, you are in the right place. Today, we want to talk about unity versus uniformity, establishing your vision for the church and how to get people on board. Now, people are still confused about the difference between unification and uniformity. At their core, they sound like the same thing. Uni is a prefix which means one. We get words like universe and unicorn and uniform and unisex, etc., now, the dictionary says that unity, which is derived from the word unite, means to come or bring together for a common purpose or action. Uniformity means remaining the same in all cases and at all times, unchanging in form or character. As I said, they sound very similar, but they cannot be more further from each other when we are speaking about the church and the vision of that church. We need unity. We do not need uniformity. Uniformity is when everyone is the same. Everyone believes the same. Everyone thinks the same. Everyone acts the same. Everyone votes the same. And everyone has the same perspective when it comes to improving the church. This is a recipe for stagnation. What happens... When all the ideas are gone, where does the growth happen? Once again, we don't need uniformity. We need more unification. Unity, as I stated before, is to bring together for a common purpose. But to come together for a common purpose, we first must be different. The ability to combine different talents different backgrounds, different points of view, different skill sets, and different income levels to focus on a common goal that is mutually beneficial for everyone involved. That is the challenge. To think beyond just trying to make sure everyone feels the same way about the scriptures, but to raise them to new heights when it comes to their spirituality, their moral code, their character, their ethics, and how they conduct business inside and outside of the church. And that starts with the church vision. 
Too many times we focus on trying to find the, the perfect member. But how can we attract the perfect member when we don't even know what the perfect member looks like? Now, you can go out there and say, I, I want a member who loves God, who, who ties, who shows up to church, who volunteers, who gets along with others and knows the gospel like the back of their hand. But I don't think this is where we need to begin. We have to take a deep look at the church and determine what do we want to be known for? When people think about our church, what feeling will they get? Think about it. When you think of Nike and Nike apparel, you may not have lifted a weight or done a sit-up in 20 years. But when you put on that Nike track suit, you feel strong and you feel powerful and you feel athletic. But why? That is not an accident. When you're working out and you get thirsty, you don't reach for water, which is more refreshing and better for you. What do you do? Do you have a Gatorade? Do you have a Powerade? That is nothing but sugar water with a little bit of electrolytes in it, right? But what has Gatorade done? They have attracted this ideal customer to make them feel like an athlete that they actually need those electrolytes, the small part that's in it. It should be called sugar water. But to be the professional that can push through anything, that can sweat, Gatorade, make sure that they have these commercials that appeal to you. But why do they do that? Why does Gatorade run promotions that they're trying to be the ultimate athletic drink? Because they know that is the type of people that they're trying to attract who's going to actually drink it. They are not trying to promote themselves as the best tasting drink. They don't say Gatorade, the best tasting athletic drink. No, they don't do that. They're not trying to be the number one after school drink preferred by kids five to ten. Hard day of learning your ABCs and one, two, threes. Chug a Gatorade and you'll be back in school in no time. No, that's not the promotion. That's not what they do. They have created an image of athleticism and dominance. They are attracting the people who want those features. They are attracting their target market. And that is what you think of when you drink Gatorade and you think of Powerade. Our churches need to be the same way. We need to think about what we want to be known for, whether it's the music, the powerful sermons, the fellowship activities, home for the less fortunate, great financial advice, whatever it is that needs to be in your vision. And once you have your vision, then everything needs to point to that vision. Every activity, that vision needs to be refreshed. That vision needs to be referenced. The, the imagery that you use in a pamphlet should reflect your vision. The guest pastors that you bring should give their perspective on your vision and how to improve your vision and that their message is aligned with your vision. It should be so part of your church that members are able to articulate it when inviting people to the church. They should be able to say, hey, Tim, you have to come to our church. Our goal is to make sure that those who come feel like it is their second home. You know, like, you know, we're not trying to take you away from maybe you have a, a church home. We're not trying to take you away from that. But, you know, like after church, you would go to your auntie's house or your cousin's house. It just felt welcoming. That's what we want to do. We want people to feel welcome, whether their homes is the streets, whether their homes is a duplex, whether their home is in a three bedroom home or maybe even a, a one bedroom studio apartment. We want the church to feel like a second home where they can come, they can fellowship and be welcomed. So as I close, I want you all to think about unity and not just 
uniformity. The uniformity should be in your messaging and not in your people. Too many times we're trying to, oh, we should talk about this. We should talk about the children's ministry. We should talk about music. We should talk about sermons. We should talk about this. We should talk about that. Listen, you are scattered all over the place. You need to focus. You need to actually unify the message for one common goal to one common vision and then have uniformity across that messaging. So no matter what you do, everything points back to the vision. And that vision starts with you. And I'm going to leave you with this. The clearer you are on your vision, the clearer the path to success will be. All right. That is it. Uh, I hope that you've been blessed. If you're not subscribed to our newsletter, use the link in the description to go to www.abrwealthmanagement.com backslash resource and download a free copy of our ebook for biblical principles every Christian should know about finances and generational wealth as a thank you for joining our family. Inside, we break down the four pillars to a successful financial plan, debt management, savings, investing and wealth transfers. So don't miss out until next time. I am AB Ridgeway and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed as always. This episode was created by AB Ridgeway, owner of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686. Or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on his website and through other distribution channels. Elijah on Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become AB Ridgeway Wealth Management client pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnestine podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.